All right, everyone, we're back. It's official. This is it. We have six episodes for you guys. We're going to do back-to-back every week, every Thursday for you. But before I let you get into this episode that we have with Mike and I, I do need a few housekeeping things. Number one, forewarning. On this episode, Mike and I get into a topic about the Las Vegas shooting that happened years back. If that has any uh, deep PTSD to you, please feel free to fast forward. Or if you need to stop listening when we get to that segment, I fully understand. I will not hold that against anyone. And I, I'm sorry uh, if, it, if it does bring back any bad memories. Also, a minor thing. Apparently, there was a few clicking in this episode, whether it's my end or his end. Uh, I apologize for that as well. Now, about the guest... You guys know I had Taryn on previous season when we were releasing episodes, and this is his, the other half of Hail and Well Met Mike. Mike's a funny guy, hilarious. Love Mike. I think you will, too. Um, him and his wife do a great bit for Hail and Well Met, and they've done a great bit for me in podcasting, and I'm excited for you to hear what, what him and I got down to. Now, uh, as stated before, these recordings that you're about to start hearing, um, they were all recorded in 2019, or around 2019, around 2020. And so you're you're going to hear a lot of outdated information, most likely, and um, just some notes you probably spent years already listening to. Uh, and so I apologize for that. But this is something, you know, I've recorded with these people and I feel like these things just it, it would hurt me not to, for it to be out, you know. So, um, again, I really hope you enjoy. I'm so excited that we kicked off this season with Mike. I mean, there's nothing else to say. You're going to love him. All right. So as promised. Here's Personalized with Mike Nye. So to begin this, I, you know, last time um, we had Taryn on from Halo Well Met, and now we have, you know, we now have you from Halo Well Met on. Um, and I, I really want to ask you, you know, Taryn and I, we went over the origins of Halo Well Met, basically, and, um, you know, the details of how you two got started. But, uh, you know, on a personal level, what got you interested in doing the audio? Um, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> that's an interesting question. I've always sort of been... Um interested in in music and audio um like when i was a kid i had music lessons and everything i was very interested uh in like computer like making music with computers and stuff like i've got a memory um when i was quite young when i was first doing piano lessons with my mum taking me to a music shop and they had this set up there running um I, I remember this vividly, which is really weird and goes to show how much of a nerd I am, but they were running like a very early version of Cubase and the sales assistant was like showing me how you could like drag notes onto the stave and then, or, or, or play them on the piano and they would come up on the stave and then you could drag them around. And ever since then that set off like a bit of a, a, a love affair, I guess, of, you know, working with computer audio. Mind you, having said that, I haven't really done anything with it until uh hail and well met like i'd i'd sort of have a little play around with it and i i kept up um music lessons um into adulthood as well and i would every now and then if i thought of like a catchy melody or whatever i'd I'd jot it down but i never really did anything with it until 
starting to do the audio editing for Halo Well Mountain. Um, and again, it's kind of different because it's not really music that I'm doing, but it's still a bit of a creative outlet. Um, and yeah, I, I, I guess that's probably how I got into it. Do you, do you by chance remember your age when you were going to the piano store and learning all that? Oh, it would have been single digits. I remember I was, uh, we were living in a place called Rockingham in Western Australia, which is um, about an hour south of Perth, which is the, the capital city for Western Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we, we drove into, into the city to a place called Cosmic, which has only very recently decided to, to close their doors. Cosmic with a K. Oh, man. I know, end of an era. And uh, yeah, so I would have been in, in primary school at that stage, yeah. So single digits. But I don't know how old, yeah. That's still some, you know, like, be, being that young and being able to, like, comprehend and, like, you know, um, I, I would say understand, but, you know, to get the full grasp of a lot of the things that they were doing as far as, you know, in the audio with the piano and stuff. Um, I mean, you know, and hats off to the people that can do that at that young. And that's crazy. It's it's just really crazy to be able to do oh, that. Oh, look, I didn't, I I didn't have a setup like that when I was young. I I really wanted mm-hmm. one. Like ever since I saw that, all I wanted, like every time mum and dad would, you know, oh, what what do you want for your birthday? A MIDI keyboard, right? But back then, like a a piano weighted MIDI keyboard was well and truly, you know, outside the realms of what my folks could afford. Even even today, they're, they're, you know, to get a good one, they're quite dear. Um, so, I never really had one, but it was something that I, I was really interested in. And I remember as soon as I, um, you know, got a good job and started getting into music again, one of the first things I went and bought was, you know, a good MIDI keyboard and, um, you know, a, a synthesizer module and a few other things to, to start playing around with it. So, yeah, that was good. So uh, with you know with with you know the knowledge and the um the the motivation and passion for that it 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 helped you uh gain interest in ground for wanting to join and do the you know when you and Taryn talked about doing it um starting the Hail and Well Met. Yeah. I mean I I I sort of have a bit of a technical background. Um like I've always been quite interested in all things nerdy like you know computers and electronics and things like that. Um and uh, I know Taryn has as well. Um, and to some extent, the way I sort of see see it working with us is uh, Taryn um, brings a lot of the creative side of things because I'm, you know, rubbish at writing stories and things like that. Um, and then I can get right into the technical details. You know, so I look after the website for Hail and Well Matt um, and I do a lot of the uh, trickier audio stuff as well. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um, so, do you remember when you got your first computer? Oh, yeah. Uh, again, this was like when I was a kid, probably around the same age. Um, Dad came home from work one night with a secondhand Commodore 64 and a, a whole bunch of pirated uh, floppy drives that he'd got off of uh, a guy called Neville who lived next door to my grandparents. And... Um, once I got that thing, oh man, I was very interested in it. Used to play games on it, do music on it. Um, used to buy the magazines that had the uh, programs in the magazines that you would like copy into the computer, and then it would do mm. something really silly, like have a you know an ASCII character guy slide down a slide, and you just spent like ten hours typing it in. So um, yeah, that was that was the first computer I got. Uh, 
Golly. When, I was, when I was a bit older. Yeah, I'm I'm old man. I'm an old man. No, no, well, no, it's just it's just the aspect and the idea of like, you know, you said you were you were writing down the code and being able to like do it into the computer. And me when I when I first even got on a computer, my first thing was, well, I wonder what I can do on MySpace or uh even what game I could play on here. Oh wow. This was um I mean I don't think it was before um things like bulletin boards and stuff like that, but we I certainly didn't have a modem back in those days. The first time I, I got online was in high school i borrowed like an old i don't even know what it was like a 9600 um board modem off of one of my computer teachers and borrowed Mm -hmm. a username and password for some dial-up internet service and yeah i remember that was very cool but i didn't have any of the utilities on my computer so i was doing it through like a terminal window um (laughs) so uh yeah that was that was pretty awesome not long after that we got dial-up internet and that was a whole different world Golly, fucking dial up! I, I, I guess, I guess it, it, it is a curse and a, a somewhat of a blessing to get to actually have to use it dial up at one time in life. Oh like, yeah, you know, kids days now, man. If you would show them dial up, I think their world would end. Like the pain of like sitting there waiting for that long ass annoying tone, and then oh, like yeah. you're in the middle of like a, a some form of computer game or something, and like the phone rings and yeah, your mom's like, freezes. get off the computer. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we used to do that all the time. I would, I would play. Um, like we would do dial up. Do you remember the game Duke Nukem 3D? Uh, y- yes, I didn't play it, but yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it. Yes, the yeah. Series. So, me and my my mate Logan from high school. Um, he's never gonna hear this, but um, we we used to like play play dial up Duke match uh, together, which was fun. And then mum and dad would pick up the phone to call someone and like ruin our game. Yeah, that would happen all the time. Good fun. I think the only, um, <clears throat> the, the most game I can remember off dial-up was, like, um, <clears throat> when, we st- when we stayed at my grandmother's during the day, um, uh, it was, f- it was some, one of the AOL shit you can log on to, and, oh, like, yeah. they had a, one of the games where you're, like, a cannon, and you're shooting other players, and you can, like, chat and shit, but, like, they can't, every time you, like, die, you respawn on this, like, it's just weird, like, it's an island, but there's cliffs and shit, and so the Isn't cannons- Scorched Earth? I don't- Dude, if I if I I'm not gonna lie, if I could find the name of whatever the game it was, I would play the shit out of that. Yeah, today. okay, all right. Which is such an odd game, but it was so fun. Mm, no, that sounds cool. Yeah, we used to we used to play all sorts of stuff. That was yeah, that was probably um, yeah one of the one of the really good times in my life. You know, a lot of people I think my my mom and dad used to get annoyed that I would spend too much time on the computer and that I was, you know, missing out on life and stuff. But man, I had a good time with my mates playing games. It was it was good fun. Yeah, I mean I think the worst I've ever done as far as like spending too much time on a game was like when I don't remember exactly how young we were, but we got my little brother and I, we got Grand Theft Auto three for Christmas or something at one point. And like, I promise you, I remember this to this day because like, I wouldn't say I regret it, but looking back, that was like a dumbest thing I've ever done. But I literally spent like, I'm, I'm not kidding. I literally spent from morning to night on Grand Theft Auto three. And for anybody listeners that know Grand Theft Auto three at the beginning and this, I, I would say spoilers, but you know, it's been like forever and you can pretty much play it feels like everywhere but like at the very beginning when you're when you're breaking out and you get in that car i had no idea what the fuck i was doing and so yeah. like i never i never went forward with the missions so i literally spent all day riding around that's literally what i did real life in the game just spent around riding around i remember my mother you know she came in and she's like hey do you want lunch i'm like no nah, i'm good and i literally did that I, that was like horrible <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that was that was a really great game. I I actually have. Uh, is it on my shelf behind me? I think it is. Maybe in a box. I've I've got the box set soundtrack to Grand Theft Auto Three with uh, like all the radio stations. Um, yeah, and I've got the Vice City one as well because that was quite good. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. What was your What was your first console you had? Uh, that was. Uh, it depends what your class is console. I mean, I would probably say it's an in, uh, it was a Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, but before that, we had um, Pong. I don't know whether you'll know what I'm talking okay. about, but it was I'll this be like honest. I had an I got an Atari <laughs> once for Christmas or one yeah. of the, like one of the remastered Ataris like years ago when they done it. So, yeah, yeah. I played the shit out of that one in the tanks. One. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had um, I we didn't have the Atari twenty six hundred. My my cousin had the Atari, and she had like Pitfall and stuff, and we would go over there and play it. But yeah, the first console that we actually owned was um, yeah, Nintendo Entertainment System, and we had um, you know, like I think we got it for Christmas, and we had like Christmas Day over at my place, and I can remember we were all like taking turns, like we all the whole family, my uncles and aunties and everyone playing Duck Hunt. Do you remember Duck Hunt? Yes, I did yeah. play that a little bit. Too. Yeah. I don't, feel, I don't feel that that young now. <laughs> I kind of think of it. <laughs> I, I I do remember like my grandfather. He like he would, um, and I don't know what really brought me on to remember this, but he would he would spend like ages. It felt like sitting at his computer in the dark with all his little books around and doing nothing but playing solitary. Oh really? Solitary. The only time. The only time he would get off of that is like if we had this weird. I don't know. I forgot how I found it. I think it was like a trial on one of the computers we bought. But like this weird um polar sports game and him and i would play like the polar golfing game oh cool um for like ever and then you know um i even ended up buying a copy of that years later <laughs> just because <laughs> i remember us playing it that's awesome yeah my my dad was never really into video games too much my my mom would would sit down and play with us uh depending on the game we were playing like on the commodore 64 she used to love playing this game called bubble bubble um which i don't know whether you'll have ever heard of but um i think they just did something with that or are doing something with that on the switch i think I oh there wrong, might be i, 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 heard I mean that it's, name recently. it's spawned like a whole bunch of stuff like this puzzle puzzle bubble which is um mm. yeah still quite popular i think um but yeah she used to love playing that with us that's crazy I, I think my dad helped dad played a little bit like his favorite thing was to do was the um the atv games like oh yeah he loved those little PlayStation 2 fucking ATV off-road fury things. Yep. He loved them. That was like yep, the yep. only thing I could get him to actually play. Um, my mom had no interest at all. <laughs> yeah. No, my, my dad has like no interest in video games. Um, yeah, not at all. Last couple, like, I'm sorry, last dozens of years, it felt like now my dad's favorite thing to do is like, he loves Clash of Clans, uh, Clash, Clash of Clans, oh, like really? Supercell all the way, like. <laughs> Um, he'll sit there with that one in that Clash Royal, and he'll just sit there at night, just sitting there with his with his drink in his hand, and you know, smoke a little cigar, and just sit there and just play his fucking games. Yeah, on his tab. I mean, like he went like all out. Like I mean, I remember at one point he was trying to transfer um, his uh, village, quote unquote, to his new tablet, and he had issues. So like he he went to Verizon on the sole purpose of saying, "Hey, I need to figure out why my village can't be on this tablet." And so, and so they they ended up <laughs> wow. fixing it, but it was just like like. And, like, you know, if you would ever buy him something recently, lately, it's, like, a lot of it's just either, like, um, you know, it, if you're asking, hey, Dad, what, what do you want for Father's Day or Christmas? He's like, ah, oh, you know, just Google Play card will just do. And then, like, I shit you not, all of it goes into gems for that Whoa, super sale. Far out. He's he's totally addicted to it. He should own a stock in it by now, I'm yeah. just saying. 
So I found I found a picture of the first console I ever owned on this website mm-hmm. called old-computers.com and I sent I sent you the link in in in, a, in the chat. Let me right? see. It's wow. called the, so the it- Hanamex 666 uh, and it's basically all it can do is play pong, right? Uh-huh. Can you see what I mean? It's like it's like two green boxes. We had the green one. So I don't want to oh God, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of shit for this but like What? God damn it, this question. Where do you... does Do you plug it up anywhere? I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in, it's not shown in the pictures, but there's like a whole bunch of cords hanging out each one of those okay. boxes, right? And, okay. it, and it goes into the TV. I don't think it would work anymore, but see, if you scroll down a little bit, you can play, you can play squash, squash practice, and tennis. And the one that we had also had football, which was just like tennis, but with two two things instead Holy of one sh- shit sure enough yeah that was the first one we owned mind you we must have had it like second hand because it says here it came out in 1978 and i wouldn't have been born then so yeah i don't know where the hell we got that but i i remember i think my brother my youngest brother david has still has it floating around somewhere in in his many boxes of crap that he has in his shed oh my god you want, me, you want me to tell you something right now about ages? It's funny. If you look on this website, and to the listeners, again, that's oldcomputers.com. Um, yeah. I'm going to read you the bottom line, all right? Okay. <clears throat> Online museum since 1995. Do you know when I was born? Yeah, when we were born. 1995. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, man. That is crazy. Yeah. I was born in 82. So, I was, I was a child of the 80s. Which does that make me? Does that make me? Not. I'm not a boomer. I'm Gen Gen X. Gen Y. I'm. Gen X? I honestly I don't, I don't know what like. The hell I, am. I get confused on that shit sometimes. Like I me literally. Too. All right. So let's see. So you said 80, 82. Eighty two. Yeah. Eighty two. Oh, you can view by year here. What what came out in the eighty in eighty two? Oh, it doesn't go to eighty two. He he stops at June nineteen seventy nine. I guess eighty two is not old enough for oldcomputers.com. You're uh, apparently you're a millennial. Oh Jesus I th- Christ! I think do I, is what do it I have is? to be? <laughs> um, millennials, also known as uh, Generation Y, for oh anybody listening, um, uh, they starting birth years. Okay, research is popular. Media has used the early 1980s as starting birth years, and the mid 1990s to early 2000s ending birth years. With 1981 to 1996 a widely accepted definition. Mm. So if you're a millennial. Oh, God. It, Every time I hear you call me a millennial, I get like a shiver. Like, Ugh. What the fuck? <laughs> That's crazy. What the fuck? Does it, I guess that, like, am I... So, what I would you? Mean, you? You're definitely a millennial, surely. I gotta be. Like, I'm, like from what I'm understanding now. Uh, What's after like, millennial? Uh, Where are the... Okay, so, baby boomers are... My mum and dad are baby boomers. Yeah, they they were born in the 60s, I think. No, the late 50s. I think mum and dad were 59. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're 59. I'm pretty... I'm not not 100% accurate on this, but I'm pretty sure... I mean, from what I could tell, I'm still a range in the millennial section, I believe. Mm. Well, at least we can suffer together. Yeah, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad, I guess. Um, so before we get away from the subject, do you ever think about maybe buying that uh, or finding a way to play those? I'm pretty sure anything could probably run them at this point. The old squash and hockey games to play with your 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 girls. 
Oh man, I should. She's she's only very recently gotten into playing um, the original Wii. She doesn't play it at home, even though we have one. I sh- I should set it up. Um, but at her like out of school care um, that she goes to on the on the days where Bernie and I have to work and we can't pick her up from school, she she plays the Wii and apparently she loves it and she's quite good at it. So um, yeah, I would I would absolutely love to play video games with our girls I, I tried when katie was a bit younger maybe when she was three um i don't know what i was expecting but she she didn't quite get it get it at three years old but i think now at five she probably would so i'm definitely gonna have to try that again because i would absolutely love to play games with the girls i used to love playing games with my mom so uh yeah playing with the girls hopefully they enjoy it as much as i'm sure i will yeah that's that's pretty sweet to think of it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to. S- the pr- the problem is like games that I absolutely love, you know, that that were like a big deal for me. I'll probably put them on, and they'll probably just be so dated that you know. <laughs> and I'll be like all nostalgic and stuff. And, and Katie will probably just be like, "Dad, what is this old, you know, terrible old video game?" <laughs> At least you have like, uh, well, I don't know. Is Bernie into any of the the gaming? Or oh yeah, big time. Well, she she used to be like before we had kids and stuff because. You know, once once you have kids, everything sort of changes a bit, right? But, mm-hmm. like, we used to play, um, we had another couple friend who we would play, like, Halo with. So, like, it'd be me and Bernie at our house, and then we'd Xbox Live to, you know, um, and join another couple. And we would play, like, cooperative Halo, like, four players, like, two couples. And that was, that was good fun. We used to do that quite often. Holy crap. So you're telling me that Bern- I cannot picture her sitting down to play. I don't know why. I just cannot picture her having the, the patience to sit down playing Halo. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, she she would only play. I don't think she'd play it single player, but she would definitely mm. play it co-op like with um with other people. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's into video games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When I met that's her, awesome. she had a Wii um, and that's the whole reason why I ended up buying one. Did you play Wii? Did you play in the Wii Sports? Oh yeah, we totally played. That was Wii my Sports. favorite thing. Yeah, about Wii the bowling. Wii. Remember, like all these people who didn't like attach the wrist strap and the Wii controller, yeah, they would, like smash the, the TV and stuff. <laughs> you remember that yeah. being like the big news thing? Yeah, like, like yeah, I, I remember. I remember that. There was like a whole website about it of of like you know where you could upload pictures of your destroyed, you know whatever from swinging your Wii controller around. Um, to kind of touch back on the Bernie aspect, I, I do want to dive in, like, where did you two meet, by the way? I don't think I've ever heard this story, even outside of, like, any projects we've been working on uh, or anything. It's a, it's a long, long story. So, the the weird thing is, like, we didn't even realize this until after we started dating, but when we were, like, toddlers, we um lived, like, a couple of uh, streets apart from each other, like, in the same suburb. So, we probably... Like, we're at the same parks playing and stuff when we were toddlers, which is kind no of weird. Shit. Really? Yeah, yeah, we went to the same uni as well. Never never bumped into each other at uni. Um, that is fucking... That, I'm not going to lie to you. That's, <laughs> that's kind of like a weird fate thing, you yeah, think, right? I mean, it's it's so... I'm sorry, go ahead and continue. It's just, it's no, just no, no, that, that, that's okay. Yeah. Um, and one night, um, I was on... Do you remember IRC at all? Did you ever chat on IRC? Um, it was like a chat program the early internet chat program right and you said irc I'm, I'm literally gonna look this up irc it stands for internet relay chat oh uh, yeah. i probably did not i'm gonna be honest it sounds like something i missed yeah so yeah, i, I 
I had just been like stood up um, on a date, not by Bernadette, by another lady who shall remain nameless. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I think I'd had a bit to drink at that point. And I was like on there being, a, being, you know, a bit of a dick and paying out on, you know, women in general, which is not a nice thing to do. And I got this message from, from this woman and she's like, you know, don't be so sexist. You know, it's not all women are bad. And the one that stood you up, you know, she's obviously not very nice, but not everyone's like that and blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, who is this chick? Like, I was like, you know, so, so <laughs> I started, we started arguing and stuff and, after a while, I was like, "Ah, she's pretty cool." So, uh, anyway, on and off over the next, oh god, I don't know, maybe five or six years. Occasionally, we would like mm. be chatting and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, one day, um, I had to fly to Karatha for some reason, which is a, a town in like the northwest of Western Australia. And she was living up there at the time um, as a teacher, like a, a remote school teacher, and. Uh, she said, oh, you know, I'll pick you up from the airport. And I was like, oh, okay. So she pick, picked me up from the airport and then we, you know, were like, oh, let's go out and have some dinner and, you know. And then after that, it was just, um, yeah, we, we we liked each other and ended up becoming, um, you know, a couple. That's fucking crazy, man. Like, that's that, that's insane. That is really cool and but like also really fascinating <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Like, it's just, you know, like you said, you two pretty much grew up near each other never really taught and you know went the same school and everything they really taught mm. but like that's crazy man so um you know and and the fact that you know like like i mentioned with taryn you know it's you taryn and bernie are really the the big three that really hold down um hello i met with the shorts and everything else i mean um you know it's just it's, it's such a unique um triangle you three have yeah no it's cool it's it's cool she's yeah she's She's uh she's a good wife, you know, good good partner, um, good mom to our kids. Yeah. You know, when when we last spoke a couple a couple weeks ago, you or I'm I'm so well we may I think we talked about this off and on, but you were dis- you were discussing maybe that you wanted to get into doing um a little barbecuing. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I I um I, you know, I I like cooking. Um I mean I'm I don't know how good I am at it. My my speciality is probably cooking meat, so apologies to vegetarians and vegans listening but um yeah i I like cooking meat and um i've been getting into uh sous vide cooking for quite a while now like i've had a a sous vide for about four years and i'm pretty good at that now i've got my sous vide technique down pat so for people that don't know what a sous vide is it's like a french um way of cooking where what you do is you have uh the sous vide appliance which it kind of looks like a, I mean, just Google it, but it, it kind of looks like a bar mix, right? But mm-hmm. you put it in a pot of water and it holds the pot of water at a very specific temperature, right? Like mm-hmm. 54.6 degrees, right? And then what you do is you put your meat or whatever you're cooking in like a vacuum seal bag or a Ziploc bag and then you put it in the water, right? And it holds this exact temperature for like as long as you need it to, therefore perfectly cooking you know, a piece of meat, right? So, uh, and we're getting into meat nerd territory here, so, like, bear with me. But, you know, <laughs> you know the the reaction that turns meat brown, right? I think it's called the, the Maillard reaction. I'm, pro- I'm probably butchering that um, pronunciation. It happens at a very specific temperature, right? So, mm-hmm. the difference between, like, medium rare and 
you know, not, not having pink in the middle anymore um, is like a, a few degrees, right? So what you can do right. is the the temperature at which the meat starts turning brown is like, I think it's like 54.8 degrees Celsius or, or thereabouts. So you can put like a few, you know, half a degree underneath that and your meat will never go beyond, um, you know, medium rare, right? Mm. But then what you can do is you can leave it in the sous vide for like two or three hours. So it becomes like super, super tender. So you can get absolutely perfect meat like every time. So then you just take it out of the sous vide and just sear it very quickly, you know, 30 seconds or a minute um, just to put a bit of a char on it. And, and then, you know, that's your perfect steak. So I sort of got that nailed now. So um, for Father's Day, my, my brother and I took my dad to uh, the Perth Barbecue School. Um, and I'd never been before my brother had been before and he recommended it. So we took dad and that was all about cooking on charcoal and smoking. Um, and yeah, that was like a whole, uh, open up a whole new world for me. So yeah, I want to definitely give that a go. I'm saving up for my dream barbecue. <laughs> I love, I, 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 well, I mean, either way, gas or charcoal or vice versa. I, I, I just, I have find it fascinating really cooking with charcoal. I think it's really fun. Um, from, from what I've done and then, uh, you know, my dad quite enjoys it, but my stepmother, she hates, she, she, when she gets that taste, of that charcoal, you know, the, the smoky flavor, yeah. too, she has a ballistic, but my, dad and I are like, you know, like that's the best thing for Yeah, her. me too. My, my mom is exactly the same. Like my dad and I and my, and my brother, we went to the, this course and we were all, you know, revved up on cooking with charcoal. So dad went home and pulled out his old charcoal barbecue and cooked a bunch of stuff and, and yeah, mom didn't like it. She, she didn't like the smoky flavor, whereas we were in, you know, hog heaven, right, eating this delicious <laughs> smoky food. So, yeah. So, when you when you get your grill, are you going to, like, do you think you'll you'll go, you know, um, I think I remember you saying one time you were going to attempt to do, you know, cooking um, competitions or festivals of a sort? Oh, I don't know whether I... I'd, I'd, I'm not... I think, I don't know, that would probably take the fun out of it for me. You, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I think I would just cook for me or, or cook for other people, like having people over, you know? Right. Like, like this this um uh, person who Bernie's gone to visit who's just sort of broken up with a boyfriend, she... um. You know, we had her over. I said, look, whatever you want to cook, you know, I'll cook it for you. Come over and, you know, we'll cook your meal and, you know, you can, you can, you know, just hang out with us and not think about it. And she said, oh, can you cook some of your ribs? And I was like, absolutely. So, you know, I ended up cooking, cooking this big batch of delicious ribs. And that's, oh. that's fun. I think that's why you cook, you know, to share a nice meal with people or, or do something for people. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Social, social aspect of cooking. If you could put like if you could have a plaque above your you know where your your uh, your grilling station essentially would be, and if you could like you know get it custom with a name you would want um, for I, I suppose I wouldn't say your cooking persona that's a weird that's a weird one. I, I guess more or less just as a as a comical little uh, signature on your um on your own you know uh, cooking what do you think the name would be? Oh my god, I don't know. That's so much pressure. I mean. <laughs> The the problem is like with my own cooking, and I'm I'm sure you're like this. I'm sure like most people are like this. You're super critical of your own cooking. You you know right. like like when you cook something that other people are going to be eating, and you try it, and and they're all going, oh, it's delicious. Oh, you've you've done such a good job. Blah blah blah. And I'm sitting there thinking, mm, I could have done with more salt, or you you, you know what I mean, or the meat's mm-hmm. not quite as tender as I wanted it to be. So I don't know. My my cooking motto would probably be like. 
it's not as good as it could be, <laughs> which is pretty depressing, I guess. But yeah, it's not it's not really grilling, but like you know, Brendolin, um, when we had first gotten together, um, I would say first, but after after a while, when when we had lived together for the first time, she had uh, she was cooking here and there periodically, and one of the things she liked to make was her own, like spaghetti. Oh yeah, man. Now see, I mean, she does it like a normal, you know. Uh, uh, brown the meat, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, she the only thing that she did a little different, and I, I suppose this is spoilers, but not really because I mean, it's literally something you could probably like that. Um, there's and I don't know why I've never known this in my entire life, never known this, but until her, but like, there's this fucking seasoning you can get that's specific for spaghetti, yeah. I didn't know that was a fucking thing, dude. Like, she was talking, <laughs> I remember her, we were going to get groceries for it, and she was like, Yeah, we need to get this seasoning, and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? She's like, There's this spaghetti seasoning, and I'm like, Yeah. You know, I, I was kind of giving her shit for a second. I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. So we went. And I'm like, why would you ever need to buy this? And she was like, you know, it was just saying she was say that was something her and her dad would do. And yeah. she's like, you know, this is the only way she's ever known. And I was like, all right, well, fuck it. We'll try it. Well, I guess it's like, um, you know, like um, I always get like if we're making homemade pizzas at home, I, I go and get pizza seasoning. And, and Bernadette mm-hmm. gives me shit for that as well. But it's like easier than having you know, every other type of, you know, like what goes into that in, in the cupboard. Like I'd rather just have one jar that I use for, for cooking a pizza as opposed to, you know, oregano and rosemary, like all, all the other types of things that are just going to sit, you know, sit on the shelf and not really get used that much. Well, that made me sound like a terrible cook, but yeah, you, you know what I mean? I, I guess it's just easier to grab one, one thing and chuck it in but i mean if i was cooking for cooking something serious like if we were having a dinner party or something i'd i'd probably go and get like fresh spices you know and not use the the jar stuff when i tried it it was i'm not gonna lie like that was one of the things like whenever in the future she would be like you know hey i'm gonna cook dinner what do you want me to cook i would instantly can you make that spaghetti? yeah dude i yep. promised you i was like i'll never go back to not using this for spaghetti this was this was uh and it's just it's just such a such a like odd thing to never like you know like i'm sure someone else who who might make spaghetti often might be like yeah you know you dumbass you didn't know that was a thing but it, <laughs> like it, that was amazing yeah man no that's good it's it's nice when you find those little things and it's it's nice as well, like when you when your partner, um, you know, cooks something nice, like the way you like it to be cooked. You know, I, yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice as well. Yeah. What would you say your favorite food actually is? <sighs> like out of all the all the foods you can eat, that is a very difficult question. I mean, there's so many good things. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I don't know whether I could pick one. Hmm. So I, I, I don't know whether I could pick like a favorite a favorite food, but I've got I've got an interesting story of something that was awesome at the time, right? Okay. So I had to travel. This is um a few years ago, maybe like eight years ago. I had to travel to Prague for work, and uh, I got into Prague. I'd never been um, to Europe before, and got off the plane. You know, got a taxi to my hotel, and then I was like, okay, I better go out and get some dinner. So bundled up because it was like freezing cold and um, was walking down the street and came across this place where I could hear, you know, some music playing and it was like an underground um, little bar type of thing. So I went down there and, um, you know, sat at a table and uh, the lady came over to me who was who was like our, our, the waitress 
and she spoke to me in, in obviously in Czech, which I don't speak. And I was like, do you speak English? And she's like shaking her head. So <laughs> with my hands, I, I like made them like, you know, I want some food, like, you know, knife and fork and, uh, and something to drink. And she handed me a menu and I, and I, I sort of shrugged and looked at her and I just said like anything, just anything, <laughs> just bring me whatever, right? And uh, she must have understood, and she sort of nodded and went away. And she came back with like a pint of beer, and uh, and I was like, okay, this is a good start. And then like a a little while later, she came out with this thing, and it was like um, it was like a little casserole dish for one, right? And in it, it had um, I couldn't really see what was in it at the time because it had like a cheese crust on it, but I could see there were little bits of broccoli poking through, and um, so. I was like eating this thing in it and it had like a cheese top, broccoli and bits of chicken and some other veggies like mixed in kind of like a chicken pie, like a country chicken pie without a crust with like broccoli and like a cheese topping on top of it. And like being all alone and freezing cold in like Prague, you know, not speaking the language and just have this thing brought to me by this beautiful lady. And it was just the most delicious thing. And it was just, it was just one of those moments where I was like, man, this, this is like, this is awesome. You, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, like we didn't, I, I couldn't communicate with her, but she knew exactly, exactly what I wanted. How cool is that? You know what I mean? That's awesome. I didn't even know I wanted it, but she, she knew I wanted it and it was exactly what I needed. So how long did you happen to stay there for? I was there for a week, but I was in and out of um, a conference, so I didn't get a lot of time to uh, go around. So like I would do the conference during the day, and then at night um, I would sort of you know go around and have a look at various places. So I went to you know the um, the bridge. Um, I can't remember what it's called, which is really bad. But there's like a very famous bridge that goes between the palace. Um, and uh some other part of prague it was eight years ago so my mind's a bit rusty and uh, i saw the moon clock and uh a few other places yeah it prague is a cool place i would definitely go back have you ever been to the states uh i have been to the states i went to las vegas a couple of years ago i think two or three years ago holy shit you went like was there a specific reason you went or did you just go just for the hell of it uh, I went for a conference, same conference that I went to Prague for. It it happens um, on a fairly regular basis, and I I usually go to them, which is like for it's for my work. Yep. How did you? Uh, how did you? I mean, was is this, is that the only state you had been in? Yep. I I flew in um, to Los Angeles and into LAX, and then um, we didn't stay there. We just got a transfer. Man, LAX, by the way, is is the most batshit crazy airport I've ever been in. But <laughs> anyway, and then um and then we flew from there to Vegas, and and the Las Vegas airport, like you get off the plane, there's literally slot machines and pokies and stuff, like mm. basically straight off the plane, which I thought was quite funny. Um, yeah, and then we stayed at uh, the Mandalay Bay. Uh, hotel and the conference was there as well and um yeah we had a good time i saw uh penatella which was awesome because i i quite like penatella we saw billy mm. idol um which was awesome uh we should have been at a conference event but i was like fuck that i'm gonna go and see billy idol um <laughs> yeah no it was good do you ever think that you'd come back and just like not not for work i mean i guess i guess more like vacation but in general like um you know you and bernie and the girls come back to the states for any reason um, I, I would like to, 
Um, I, I would really like to. The The problem is when, when I was over in Vegas was when the um, shooting happened um, at the, the Country Music Festival. And Jason I was, Aldean? Uh, no, it was... Uh, I don't even want to say his name because he was an asshole. But um, the guy that basically shot out of the Mandalay Bay Hotel at the Country Music Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, the, the, the singer was the... Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Know yeah okay. okay. I, I didn't remember, know the I remember singer. being at work. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I remember being at work the day that shit happened, and it was crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were... I was in the Mandalay Bay Hotel when that happened, um, and it was absolutely... Um, surreal terrifying. uh and yeah. terrifying uh yeah shit man so that um unfortunately has made me feel somewhat unsafe in america given um the gun laws and and i don't mean to you know talk politics or anything like that um but right. yeah look and, until um something is is done with that i i don't think i'll be coming back to america unfortunately but i would like no, to no. yeah that's understandable um i i don't want to stray too too far from from uh you know the traveling aspect but i do uh what kind of music do you listen to um and Uh, i I have an obvious reason for this i i listen to pretty much everything um i i got pretty diverse musical taste man um like from classical to gangster rap to heavy metal to you know 80s pop music i i don't really um discriminate the only thing i don't really like is um I call it like fast food music, like like music that is just manufactured to you know sell pop to teenagers. You know that sort of stuff mm-hmm. doesn't really interest right. me. But um, yeah, everything else is yeah definitely on the cards. Why why is that? Um, are you are you by chance any remotely interested in Eminem still to this day? Uh, yeah, somewhat. I know everyone I mean, was at some point in their life. Yeah, when like when I was in high school, um, I used to listen to quite a bit of Eminem, but I, I don't think I could name any of his newer songs. Yeah, um, sorry, Eminem, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I haven't listened to any of his stuff in, in quite a while. Man, um, so the reason why I brought it up is he released a new album, um, oh, maybe cool. like a month or so ago. I could okay. be wrong, maybe a little longer. Um. And on the album, there's this song. I'm trying to look up the exact name so I don't butcher it, but it, it's something to do with the uh, the idea of the word darkness. And all right, I mean, without spoilers to listeners, I, I'm sorry if this is semi spoiler. But like I said, the album's been out for a bit. But um, in the song, it kind of starts off like he's he's talking about the aspect of like um, people showing up to his concert and and yada yada and things like that, right? And um, you don't really catch. I mean, if you if you look, go back to your like second list too, you'll you'll catch the glimpses of it. But like, um, he, it he basically talks about uh the the shooting in Las Vegas kind of. Okay. Way. He yeah. he does it in a way that kind of like it. I'm uh, he doesn't. I'm not saying he bashes it or anything, but he does it in a way that's kind of like. And this is a weird way of putting it. Not really inspirational, but it's just one of those things where you listen, you're like. You know, uh, I guess I guess more like eye opening is what he was trying to do. Like, I mean, he did it in a way. It was just it was such a, it was such a great way of of going about you know pointing at the gun control aspect. Yeah. And um, like like I said, he did really good with what he did for that. It was just it it like I said, it was just it's something you, if with going into not knowing what it does, it really like it was crazy how he done it. Music to be murdered by is the album, mm. and then the song is um darkness i think yeah okay i'm gonna check that out 
Um, so, uh, to, to, to veer back again, um, yeah. it, it, I mean, without the states, is there's any, is there a country you've never been to that you've always dreamed about going to? Oh, uh, there's like a for- lot of places. Um, I've, I've, I'd like to go back to Europe and, and go to like England, Ireland, Scotland, um, you know, France and Switzerland, like basically everywhere in Europe. I'm, I'm keen on Canada. I've never been to, I'd like to go to, um, yeah there's a lot of places man i i would like to travel to like all over the world but i i don't know whether i'll get a chance to do that um at this point in my life so maybe if i could if i could see like england scotland ireland um and you know maybe a few other places in europe before i go and maybe canada i would be happy i think like for me i've always said that like i want to go to (laughs) i know you're gonna laugh but but ireland for sure in Australia. Yeah. Oh yeah, Australia is a I th- I think we're very lucky um living in Australia. It it is a, a nice place to live. Um you know, it's like very stable politically and it's very isolated and yeah, I I like living here and I I there's only one other place I thought I could potentially call home to. Like if I didn't have family in Perth, um I I think I could live in New Zealand quite easily. Um I really like it there. I've been there a few times. It's a lovely place. Really really nice. They film some good shit there in New Zealand too. They do. And guess what? When I went to New Zealand with Bernadette, we went there for our honeymoon. We mm-hmm. went to Hobbiton. <gasps> oh, man. Yeah. And at the time they were filming or they just finished filming The Hobbit. So we had to sign like a confidentiality agreement and we couldn't put any of our photos on like social media or anything. Um, although now that's out, I probably could. So I'll have to dig up some photos and show you of like me and Bernie like standing in a bag end and stuff like that. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, that would be, that's amazing. Uh, that's that's gotta be one of those things where like as you're walking up to it, I can imagine myself just like crying almost in like the joy of like just oh, seeing cool. everything and just like hearing and like just watching everything you're out you can just like vision everything happening oh yeah it's it's so cool like when when you go there um they take you in you walk in like basically where gandalf comes in in the first movie like through that little gully that he comes in and mm-hmm. and they've even got the street signs and everything um yeah it's it's cool it's really cool it's it's not just like a movie set like they they you know dug that stuff into the ground and it's yeah it's 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 cool you should definitely go there if you get a chance the only fake thing there is um the big tree the party tree that's that's a prop but um everything else is is real so if you're if you're a fan of lord of the rings have you seen any of peter jackson's other films like any of his early work I it's a loaded question, one. right? Because yeah. he did some truly fucked up shit before he <laughs> became famous and, and started doing Lord of the Rings. Like there there's two movies that spring to mind that you should check out um if you're not easily offended. One of them is called Meet the Feebles, right? And and I'll just take a moment here for you to Google it, right? Meet the Feebles. Alright, so click so once that comes up, click on images <laughs> and and tell me what you see. A little rat thing. Uh-huh. Oh wow. Are these like Muppets <laughs> gone wild? Yep, pretty much. 
Did you see that fucking uh, Melissa McCarthy movie with the um? I did. I did see that Melissa McCarthy. Did you hate I it or did that you was, like it? No, I loved it. I thought it was really I did good, too. man. I know it got I a lot of hate, that. but I actually really enjoyed it. I regret not seeing it in theaters. I enjoyed it so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was a very good movie. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. But yeah, if you if you like that and you and you you're a Peter Jackson fan, you should check this out because it. Will, oh, I would definitely. This definitely looks like something up my alley. And another good one that he did, um, which. I, I thought it was quite popular. Like, I'd not heard of Meet the Feebles until I was a teenager um, or late, late teenager when one of my um, friends introduced me to it. But he did another movie called, um, I think it was called Dead Alive um, in America, but in Australia it was called Brain Dead. Uh, I think it was called Dead Alive. Yeah, I see Brain Dead. Okay, yeah, I see Dead Alive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and oh, that God. was. Oh, God. Yeah. This was like uh, Evil Dead almost. Yeah, it's kind of a bit like Evil Dead. Um, it was basically a New Zealand zombie movie, um, which is definitely worth checking out. But again, very messed up. But yeah, so two two really messed up movies by Peter Jackson before he sort of became Lord of the Rings famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing I do um, want to like give hats off to with the whole uh, entertainment and um, Mad Max, man. Mad Max, yeah. Now, uh, which from one? From my understanding, it's it's um, <laughs> really all like I did love Fear Road. Fear Road is my is one of my favorite movies. Like it's, I love it. Mm. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be controversial here and say that I couldn't get into it. What really? I, I couldn't. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just I just couldn't get into it. But I can appreciate you know other people thinking it was cool. Like I'm not gatekeeping, mm-hmm. right? It's all good, but um, yeah, they a lot of um all the Mad Max movies. I'm pretty sure they were shot in Australia, and uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it was, I didn't even know that for the longest time, and then when I actually figured, I was like, holy shit! And this some is... classic Aussie cars as well, Australian cars. I love it. I'm I'm really excited for whatever he does next with that. Um, just like I'm ready. Like I'm all like I I'll put my money out right now. I don't know why, but Fury Road really like it really caught me. Oh, that's cool, man. It's good when a when a movie like that, you know, when a movie comes along and you're like, man, that was awesome. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite movie, like a favorite movie close to your heart? Is uh, it Meet the Feebles? Well, Meet the Feebles is pretty good, but I my favorite movie of all time is probably Blade Runner. I I absolutely love that movie. It's Did you just, like uh twenty? Is it twenty forty nine? Did I say you I know what? You know what? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. I, I really want to, but I've been putting it off. Like, I've got it. I've got the Blu-ray. Um, but I haven't watched it yet because I love the original one so, so much that, like, I'm worried that if I watch this and it's not, it's not like, the perfect movie, it's it's going to, I don't know. It's I guess it's silly now that I say it. But you, you know what I mean? Like, I, the first one is just so good. It, the story is, like, amazing. The acting is, like amazing and and uh they got vangelis doing like the soundtrack with all the synthesizers and stuff it's just awesome all the visual effects like you watch it today and it it holds up it doesn't look it doesn't look dated like a lot of sci-fi movies look you, i don't know they, they they did a good job from what i'm understanding they did really good at carrying the mantle now i i'm pretty sure i've seen the first blade runner sometime in my younger childhood but like i i haven't seen the new one yet uh hmm. shame I know, right? But like, mm-hmm. from what I've heard, they do really good with carrying the mantle. Yeah, I've heard that as well. I should, I should sit down and watch it. I think they got mm-hmm. nominated for something with the Blade Runner as well at one point. 
All right, I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> but yeah, I like I don't know. I like um I like Indiana Jones as well. Um you know the Star Wars movies, the original ones, not the shitty um prequels. The new ones are not too bad either. Um I know that's controversial. A lot of people hate them, but I I haven't you know, I didn't dislike them. Um I think for what they were, they they were okay. They were pretty good. I'm still a bit torn with Return of the Skywalker. I haven't. I, that's the, the only one I haven't seen yet. We want to talk about it, but without okay. you know, without mentioning Rise of Skywalker, if you had to choose a favorite one out of the whole series, favorite like one like they, someone oh. came to you and said, "Look, you have all the copies of the movies, but we're gonna take all but one. Which one would you? Which which one would you hold close to your heart?" Oh, dude. Um, I feel like it would be Return of the Jedi. I- uh, I mean that. I was thinking that. I was thinking that, but hmm, I don't know whether it'd be Return of the Jedi. It might be The Empire Strikes Back. Maybe the problem with the problem with that one is it it ends so so like on such a dark note. Hmm. You see, a lot of people hate the Ewoks, right? But me personally, like when when that came out, I was pretty young. Right, and I saw Return of the Jedi in the cinema. That that's like how much of an old man I am now, right? And I remember seeing that when I was uh, when I was a kid, thinking this is incredible. You know, like I'd seen the other Star Warses, but only on TV. And then Return of the Jedi came out, and I was like, oh man, that that was awesome. So that is definitely up there. But yeah, I think the adult in me likes. Uh, the um, Enterprise fire out. I've had too much whiskey. Um, Empire Strikes Back, a bit more. Um, mm. the only the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters was uh, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge was that the third one? Yep, that was the third one. That was the first one I saw in theaters. You know what? I haven't I haven't watched that either. Uh, after what? like the first two, I was like, I'm I'm done with the prequels. I can't do it. I can't I can't do it anymore. So I didn't see that one. I feel like uh, I, you know what? Honestly, I don't have any. I don't have any beef with any of the prequels. I don't, oh, I don't have any beef with any of them. But like, come on, Jar Jar Binks, man. I mean, come dude. on. Look, they could have done worse. They could have done a lot worse. Well, for instance, they could have pulled a um. Well, I'm trying to think of what they could have done worse. <laughs> to be honest, I, I don't know, man. It was pretty bad. But wow. I don't know. Have you, are you are you into Star Trek at all? Um. So this is where I am on Star Trek, and mm. this may or may not get. Like, I really enjoy, and I, feel, I know it's like I said, I know this might get hate, but I really enjoy the new movies they've done in the past years. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. I started watching. Um. What is it? Is it Beyond that they did a couple Discovery? years ago? Was it? Oh, it's Discovery. I really enjoyed Discovery. I didn't get to finish it uh-huh. the first season, and I you know I haven't got to watch any of it since. Um, Picard does look interesting, but I never saw any of the earlier shows or yeah. any of the earlier movies or anything they've done. See, I think I think if you haven't seen any of the earlier stuff, then the newer stuff is going to be um, better for you because right. the original stuff it was just like so good. Um, and I'm probably saying this through like rose tinted lenses because again, you know, it's like what I grew up with. I guess it, the <clears> original <throat> stuff is like so good that the new stuff. Um, for me, anyway, pales in comparison to the to the older stuff. Um, but having said that, I I watched Discovery. Um, but the problem is, I found the the writing 
like I didn't care enough about the characters. Like if if I like cancelled my subscription and couldn't watch it again, and I was only like halfway through the season, like it wouldn't bother me. You know what I mean? And right. and I think that that is like I don't know whether that's like the writing or the actors or. Uh, like I don't know who to blame for that, but like I, I should, I feel like I should care more about those characters. Mm. Mm, but I don't. So um, sorry, anyone that's listening that's involved with that TV show. I know you did your best. <laughs> did you see Fanboys? Did no, you ever see the movie Fanboys? No, I didn't. My, Why do I sound dude. like one of them? Am I no, 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 no. now? No, 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 my dude, no. you got to okay. see. Um, so Fanboys, I, it was early two thousands. Well, it's basically, yeah. um, you know, it's got. Uh, Kristen Bell, Dan Folger, um, why are none of the other names? It's got some pretty big names on it that okay. are fucking okay. registering for some stupid ass reason. But um, it, it's basically about these guys who are like huge Star Wars fans when the prequels come out, and um, you know, and they basically they go on this road trip to go see the movie for reasons I, I don't really want to say. But it they do so good at carrying fandom for both. Uh, well. For for both, I could say, but the, the comical way for Star Trek. But like I said, they it's it's one of those movies where it's like when you're done, you just like you hit up all your friends. You're like, we need to go on a road trip right now. You know, they to me it it it's one of the movies that I think like deserves more praise than what it has. And that, but that's just you know, um, for the for the geek culture or or, or nerd aspect on it, it, it was it's a really funny and, and heartwarming movie with all oh, that. Cool. And um. They have some surprising cameos in it. I'll leave it at that. But it's, okay. it's as a Star Wars fan and Star Trek fan, it's worth seeing. Okay. All right. I'll check it out. Fanboys. Okay. I'm just making a note here. Cool. I think I like. I remember like. Oh man, I've seen that movie so many times in my life now <laughs> because of just like the I said, just love it so much. <laughs> Fanboys. All right. I'm a big fan of um I'm a big fan of Mel Brooks movies as well. Like I I love his style of comedy. Mm. Yeah. Um. Like Spaceballs, many tires. Oh, dude, Spaceballs, that big ass fucking Blazing Saddles. Oh my god, I love Blazing Saddles. You wouldn't be able to make a movie like Blazing Saddles today. Fuck no, dude. But those two, those two are really good too. Yeah. Oh man. So um, you know, as we're as we're kind of winding down, um, you know. Oh god, episode, it's been an hour. Sorry, I just yeah, looked over yeah. at the clock. We've <laughs> just been like, by, when are we? I'm, I'm thinking, when are we going to start the interview? We're just like banging <laughs> on them. <laughs> oh dear. Yep. I think sometime in the future, I want I want to have you and Taryn on together. Yeah, for that sure, is, man. And, you know, now that you know the listeners are kind of they they know, um, you know they from from when Taryn's up, so they they got the aspect of of you know the origins of Halo Met and they seen your backstory and your view on everything. Um, just just to hear you two together, I think that's going to be uh, it's, it's going to be a treasure worth scheduling one day. Uh, I I already feel like I should be apologizing to the listeners <laughs> for for this interview, let alone another one with me on it. But but you know, sure, I'm up for it. <laughs> you know, like I said, as we as we wind it down, you know, yeah. and, um, it's getting late there, and the kids and everything with you. I do oh, I okay. do want I do want to ask asleep, you, um, which is good. <laughs> um. Wait, what time is it there? Uh, it's uh, five minutes to ten o'clock. Jesus. PM. Do you, don't you? Do you have to? You have to work tomorrow too, don't you? No, no, no. It's a public holiday tomorrow, my dude. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, it's Labor Day tomorrow. Oh mother sucker! I forgot. 
I, I always forget they were on different holiday yeah. schedules. So you know, you know what is happening, or what has happened. It's probably finished now today. Are you are you familiar with the rock band ACDC? Yes, of course. So it is um, an anniversary. I think it's a major one. It's like forty or fiftieth anniversary for ACDC, and they what? have this thing in Perth today. I don't know whether mm. you know this, but the song "Highway to Hell" is about a highway in Perth, right? called Canning Highway. And today, they closed down Canning Highway and they're having trucks with rock bands on the back and they're having like a traveling rock concert down the highway to hell. Oh my God, that is amazing. I know, how cool is that? Yeah, I'm reading it out from their website, right? From the Canning Bridge in Apple Cross, which is a suburb in Perth, to the Rainbow in Fremantle, which is another suburb in Perth. We're closing the entire highway to create the world's longest stage and Perth's playground for a day for a music spectacular like nothing seen before. How cool is that? So, um, yeah, that's been going on all day today. That's like a once in a lifetime kind of thing, man. That is fucking crazy. Mm, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be loads of stuff on YouTube if you if you check it out. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Have, what, uh, what's your first concert you've ever been to? Oh, first concert. What, what or your favorite one in general? Oh, my favorite one. Ooh. Oh, man, there's been so many. Um, I'm trying to think. I saw Tenacious D. That was pretty good. Um, I've seen them twice, actually. I've seen um, Alice Cooper about five or six times. Um, he never fails to disappoint. Um, Iron Maiden, I've seen like three or four times as well. They're very, very good. Um, I've seen Mike Knopfler. He was excellent. Um, they're the ones that really stick out. Oh, Eric Clapton was excellent. The Eagles, they're excellent. Oh, snap. We don't really get um, as many concerts over in Perth because it's like quite far for people to travel. And usually right. if, if artists are coming to Australia, they'll do the East Coast because... You know, Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, Brisbane, uh, Canberra, uh, they're all, well, maybe not Canberra because that's, you know, where Parliament House is and no one wants to go there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's very easy for the bands to get around the East Coast, but a lot of them don't bother coming over to Perth. So I, if there's somebody big coming over to Perth, I'll try and make the effort to go and see them because they've made the effort to like come all the way to, to Perth. I know that sounds a bit funny, but like if you look at look us up on a map, man, we're we're like we're buttfuck nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, like one of my favorite bands, and like I have a tattoo from one of their songs is from Australia. I think uh, from what I understand, Victoria, Melbourne, somewhere around that area. Yeah, yeah. Which band? Um, uh, Dream on Dreamer. Oh, I don't know them. I should. They're know they're, them. they're a metalcore band, so I don't know okay, if that cool. was something. Um, they. Uh, from from what I just heard recently, their their album that comes out this year is like their final one, and they're they're gonna uh, dissolve a lot of them for personal issues with family and stuff. Oh, that's sad. But man, they have this video for uh, a teaser for the album they done, um, the one before last, uh, Loveless, I think. And like, oh, they're coming no, to Perth. Me... Oh, cool. Oh, are they? Oh, yep. dude, they sure are. I'm just having a look at their website right now. Perth, 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 Badlands, buy tickets. Saturday, 2nd of May, 2020. Man, come to Perth and come and see him. Dude, I would... (laughs) I'm telling you, man, like like I said, because I have the... the, um, I have the song, um, you know, on my arm, uh, and like... Man, this this band came to me at a time when like... um, 
a, a bit before Brendan but I was going through like an, an another year, an, not this recent breakup, but like another nastier breakup. And like, hmm. you know, their songs, man, it's just, it's so, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's drowning in. Like it's, it's crazy, but they have this, um, this, this video, um, it's the songs of solitude announcement. Um, and like the, I believe from what I understand, they was, it, I think it was shot there, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but wherever it's shot, man, I mean, it's just, um, it was a, an amazing fucking scenery. Well, yeah, we've, we're kind of like, I mean, not as good as New Zealand, but I mean, we have, you know, desert, we got forest, we got snowy mountains, we got beaches, you know, we, there's a bit of everything here, depending on where, where you want to go. You might like there's there's another Aussie band called Voyager. Um, they're like metal. Um, they're quite good. I'll I'll send you the link. You might enjoy them. While we're talking okay, Aussie bands, <laughs> yeah. Um. So to, you know, to I guess to to start you know winding things down and to close it out, I, I do want to ask. Um, if there was like any personal advice you could give to anyone who's not only starting their own podcast business, but, you know, but also trying to be a father and a husband and, and, you know, do the things they like on the side, you know, just trying to jumble it all in with that, with the stress and everything and, um, timing, you know, cause there's, there's times and, um, listeners, this is a bit of a little bit behind the scenes, but when you, when you're working on things and, you know, I've even heard you fall asleep at your computer or, you know, yeah. or, you know, you're struggling <laughs> to get deadlines just like we all are. I mean, you know, how do you, how do you do that? You know, how, how would a listener do that without losing their mind? You know, cause it, it's a lot to take in and especially being a father as well. Uh, that oh, man, it's hard. I mean, I, I, I don't really have an answer. Like you, you, you just, you just do it. <laughs> I mean, so first of all, so the, the kids and, and Bernadette, you know, always have to take priority, right? So, Quite often, um, you know, I'll be doing stuff during my lunch break at work or, um, you know, once the kids are in bed and once, you know, we've finished dinner and I've, I've spent some time with Bernadette, I'll, you know, go and hibernate, as I like to call it, in my study and, and you know, work, you know, work on podcasting. Um, so you just have to have to try and make the time. And if deadlines slip, you know, then so be it, unfortunately. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to make sure that you're, um dependable you know the family can depend on you the kids can depend on you because the last thing that you want to do is just be stuck in your um you know in your study working on podcasts while your kids are you know getting older and you're missing it you, you know what i mean right does that make sense or am i just babbling mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah but it's hard man i i i do struggle but um at the end of the day i I, uh, you sort of just learn to learn to deal with it and and you do what you can do yeah man i mean like and you know not to get too too uh i guess i would say dramatic but like when you know when brendan and i had our recent breakup and the closing arguments and i think i might cut this out but like one of the closing arguments is like you know she her flat i was like i don't think you even have time for relationship because you're always doing podcasting and then like and my defense to her was just like I don't even have time to do podcasting. I'm yeah. behind on everything. Yep. <laughs> like, I mean, there's never enough time for anything. No, there isn't. But I mean, I, you you got to spend your time doing things that make you happy. You know, I mean, without wanting to sound selfish, but you know, if it's not making you happy, then you got to think. You know, why am I doing this? Right. Right. Exactly, mm-hmm. man. And I mean, it's just. 
It is, you know, and um, the one thing that humans can't get back is time. Yep, that's it. I mean, yeah, maybe one day they'll have some weird ass time machine, but like, probably never. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. The other, the you know, I'm always making sure. I'm always second guessing myself. Like, am I doing the right thing for my kids? You know, am I am I spending enough time with them? You know, I I don't want you know Katie or Hannah when they're you know in their late twenties to be lying on a therapist bed. You know, oh my father, you know, spent too much time doing podcasting and. You know, that's why I feel the way I feel. You know, I, n- I never I never want that. So I'm always making sure that I'm um, doing the right thing by them before uh, I do anything else. That's honestly the best way to, to go about it for that, you know? Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> and I don't mean to leave it on an emotional level, but thank you so much, Mike, for, for sitting down and talking. I know, you know, I know it's late there in your time and early here. Anytime, um, man. Oh, for sure. And we will. You will be back with Taryn. We will, listeners, have them two on at the same time. And I have plenty of Guild of Adventures questions to ask for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we barely touched on that stuff tonight. I feel like we just um, had a chat like we would have if even if we weren't having a podcast, which I guess is good in a way. But, and that's, yeah. that's what that's what personalized is, to be honest. Oh, cool. I like it. <laughs> but again, so, so thank you, Mike. Yeah, anytime. Anytime, Vince. Anytime. This episode features Mike Nye of the Hail and Well Met Podcast Network. Hail and Well Met has some great podcasts such as Guild of Adventurers and The Shorts. Plus, coming up soon, Unlucky Charm and Dancing. You can reach Mike via Twitter at MikeNizzle82. Want more podcasts like Personalized? You can go to GravityUndone.net to find other podcasts such as Space Brains, Exit Plan, and My Creativity. And we would really appreciate if you followed Personalized on social media, as well as sharing with us your favorite guests and your favorite episodes. And also, if you want to leave us a review on platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. Thanks for listening. Guild of Adventurers follows the travels of the elven prince Arlen Delacane, a half-elf from the big city, Tel Silver, and a dragon born from the wilderness, Kelgar the Barbarian. Join with them in this D&D-inspired, story-driven audio drama as they face untold enemies, challenges, and puzzles while exploring the world of Calanthus and uncovering ancient mysteries. Released monthly, Guild of Adventurers is a serialized seven-story arc endeavor that can be found on all podcast providers. Hail and well-met podcast.com.